0: Welcome back to the Pitch Pod. Hopefully, everyone out there is doing well. I'm your host, Jeff Stebbins. I'm joined today with my co-host, our in-house expert, Joe Jenner Joe, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Even better now that you tag me as the in-house expert. That's—I need to add that to my resume. This sounds nice.
0: I think you qualify. Okay. You're definitely in-house.
1: <laughs> definitely. In-house yeah, definitely. Whether it's expert or definitely in-house, here I am.
0: The in-house, Joe. There we go. Uh, Joe, yeah, Joe, you want to you wanna take us through uh, uh, our previous match here on Wednesday with Man U and the Spurs?
1: Well, for sure. I mean, we have to mention, we have to be honest with our viewers and let them know we, we completely missed it, right? I thought uh yeah. <laughs> Spurs would win 2-1. I thought for sure they had a goal in them. I remember going one for sure and saying the second was going to come from some something else and somehow out of nowhere or whatever. Not a nothing, zilch, nil, nothing for the Spurs. Meanwhile, Manchester United with two for the win.
0: Exactly, and, and, I, and I predicted a 1-1 uh, draw uh, for that match, and and like you said, man you all the way. The first goal by Fred, that was pretty interesting. What's your take on it?
1: Well, maybe that was the from out of nowhere type of uh, goal that I'd foreseen, in the sense. It didn't necessarily come from Spurs, but, and I'm harsh on the guy, I mean may not be my first selection. I don't know, again, what what he does in training or where he is within the depth chart, but I know he features a lot more than I think most even would feel like that would be necessary. But, I mean, then he has these moments here where, again, out of nowhere, puts himself in a scoring position and pulls the trigger, shoots, and scores. So early in that first half, that sets the tone. I mean, when you come out, score early in that second half, that's that's something else that that completely changed whatever Spurs were set up to do or whatever they had talked about at the half and wanted to make happen. When when you let the opposition score that early on into that second half, you're going well. Wait a minute. Now what? In a sense, so that's that was a big goal.
0: Yeah. what Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, a goal is a goal. Now it did ricochet off the defense zone player and. and- perfectly went into that side netting so there was some luck involved but I always when I was coaching encouraged my players it's better to take a shot you never know it's going to bounce off this post off this player ricochet someone can pick up the trash you never know so just take a shot instead of wasting the possession and just hanging on too long so a goal is a goal at the end of the day Uh, and I I thought the Spurs goalkeeper, I thought he did pretty outstanding. I know it was a 2, two zero match, but man, dude, the quality of the saves that he was getting off game, I feel like the score easily could have been
1: 4-0, really, if he was having an average day. Oh, That's the thing with him. He, he doesn't have too many just average days. He does perform at the highest level pretty consistently and I think he's very reliable for that team and Yeah, but like you said, it could have been been more than two.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Spurs did have a couple opportunities as well. You know, not nearly as many shots on goal, but Kane was in the mix for a couple of them. Did you think he would put one away at some point?
1: Well, yeah, I always have Kane on the score sheet as a prediction and or figure that's going to be part of the result. And I think that's the way the Spurs are set up, too. A little bit, I wouldn't say over-dependent on it, but that's kind of, their game more so set up to counter find Kane in dangerous positions when he's there and he's in the box he does have a tendency to finish and that's his role and that's what he does when it doesn't happen i think you, that's where you get these results so probably maybe they add, need to add a layer add another level to what they're working on and doing and trying to see if they can continue to to be competitive side though i, I think i don't take it too much away from them but they were the second of the best two teams that afternoon. Agreed.
0: For those of the viewers that couldn't catch the game, maybe you were busy, there was some drama involved, right? Get your popcorn ready. I don't know anyone that doesn't love a little drama here and there. Right. And we got it. We got it. So, Joe, you want to tell the viewers what they missed if if they didn't see the end of the game there and kind of how that played (laughs) out with Ronaldo?
1: Well, for sure. I mean, it goes from now really a drama to a full-fledged saga in a sense that now we're going on. I mean, we even referenced this last week. What was going to be the role? Where was he going to fit in? How is he going to fit in? And clearly, he wasn't too much a part of the plan. And whether it was a concession to give him opportunity to maybe come in late, he wasn't having it. Dude decides to get up and, and not be a part of anything, heads to the locker room before the final whistle I mean you know you get that out of your your youth players at times you kind of wonder what's this grown man thinking when he's making these types of decisions I, I reflect a lot on that and that you know kids are watching this game and seeing this behavior of this top tiered athlete and you kind of wonder if it's like a second rub off on a couple of things well well, maybe maybe next time coach doesn't put me and I'm going to have an attitude I'm going to behave in such a way so I'm really kind of disappointed in the whole whole bit
0: Absolutely, you know, um, you're right. Young players look up to him, and at the high school level, I I can see a situation like that playing out because to a lot of them, that's their hero, and and that's how he's behaving. And he's 37 years old, so you're right, and it's definitely not a positive influence on the viewers that are younger and watching. I agree. uh, Kind of, uh, I'm going to take my ball and go home, (coughs) which. It doesn't play out well. I agree. So we weren't too good at predicting the score or the outcome, but we did predict the drama. So maybe that's maybe that's what we should focus on in the future.
1: Is kinda <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not the worst. I mean, I think the people that there are plenty of supporters and fans out there looking for that. That's part of the lure of the beautiful game is what kind of additional layer level of drama is going to be added onto to this. And here we are going into the next week. I think there was question marks the immediate, as immediate after the game, but I think now it's been all resolved, and it came out at some point today that Ronaldo was not even going to be on the team sheet or nor travel with the team this week. So that changes some of what we might be looking at for this upcoming match of the week.
0: Yeah, it sure does. You're, you're exactly right. I followed that today as well. And he's not going to be traveling to Chelsea. He's training on his own. The one positive for Man coming out of this is they did play one heck of a game without of them on Wednesday. And I'm not a big social media guy, so don't ask me too much about Instagram. But Ronaldo put out a more or less an apology Hmm. on Instagram today. And it it seemed fairly heartfelt. It seems fairly legitimate. So who knows? Maybe he can grow from this mistake that he made and, and try to make up for it and be more of a teammate. As opposed to an individual,
1: I agree. I, I didn't see the, I didn't see what he would put out there, but I think that's something worth mentioning. I'm, I'm glad you informed us all of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and hopefully they can uh, find a way to work together. Uh, he is still a quality player. Uh, looking ahead, we got Chelsea v Man U. Chelsea is ranked fourth in the league. Manu is ranked fifth. It is 20 points to 19 points overall. So this is one even looking match. If you just look at the rankings and statistics thus far. Last I checked, most people believe it was 42% of voters on the survey are predicting that Chelsea wins with several undecided and then uh, a smaller amount, uh, thinking Man you's going to pull it off. So the majority of people that I filled about that survey and are predicting scores do think that Chelsea's going to win this. And we can save our predictions for the end, but what's standing out to you, Joe, as we are approaching this match?
1: Well, for me, it's the fact that I think Chelsea's an unpredictable side. I don't know that anybody can anticipate and plan exactly what, how they're going to be set up, where they're going to be looking to really exploit their opposition. In some sense, I think that provides an advantage that it's that little bit of a mystery, if you will. Knowing that they're going to perform well, knowing that the expectations are high with what they do. I even had caught a rare conversation where they had interviewed both managers in the Brentford and Chelsea previous match, and they talked about how, it was a characteristic of Chelsea to be really unpredictable in the sense of lining up in a little bit different way. But the Ram Potter manager of Chelsea did suggest that that was still something that was intentional in the sense that they still had an, a direction. They still had a system that they're playing with, whether, whether it was a certain formation they played. And so I think for me, that's one thing that stands out. The fact that Chelsea do have a little bit more flexibility and, or means to go about setting up in a few different ways that provides a challenge for an opposition to really prepare for what they're going to see and who's going to be on the lineup and how it's going to be, how it's going to set up and exactly what their objectives are going to look like as they go through the match. So I think for me, that does provide an advantage for Chelsea.
0: Yeah. Are you happy with how Graham Potter's managing the team thus far?
1: Well, I think so. I mean, it was almost a seamless transition in a sense. So on that merit, I think that he's done well to, to make this happen. I mean, I, I've got to imagine not having heard too much from him after the last matches probably disappointing. You would figure Chelsea would, as a better side, should have probably won, not getting too far into the performance and everything. But in terms of where they are and what they're doing, it looks like, the. I mean, the ship didn't take a step down or didn't to the left the right, whatever. It looks like they're like smooth sailing as they continue to go on about proving themselves as a top four side.
0: having a solid, solid season. Absolutely. I agree. And and Potter's doing well. They've been plagued with some injuries. Their midfielder from France, Cate, he's really had trouble with the hamstring just ongoing. Uh, The last report I saw, he's actually going to miss the World Cup, is what I'm hearing. Okay. So it's really really unfortunate for him. Uh, If he hasn't already undergone it, my understanding that he's about to undergo surgery for that hamstring so it's unfortunate that chelsea's battling these injuries and plagued by it but they're competing so i'm excited for this match it should be pretty even i think that first half but both really really solid clubs and i'd like to kind of go back to ronaldo not to touch too much on the drama because we want to focus on the quality of the teams and, and our predictions Right, Well I'm just kind of curious. As a coach and manager, how would you go about handling that Ronaldo situation? And do you think do you think that is kind of impacting the mindset of the rest of Man U, the team, going into this Chelsea match? Is that going to impact them at all, or are they? going to be professionals and, and just be about their business. What's, what's your take on
1: that? Well, as far as what you see, it does lend itself to seemingly being reactive and, or trying to be corrective in a sense of what they had to work with. I think that Ten Hag had to have known going into this, what he was going to be working with. It, it maybe even seemingly looks like as to a point that it wasn't, maybe expectations weren't outlined clearly, whether that's a, a conversation between the manager and the player, the manager and the player and, and the sporting director and those others on the board, and everybody all involved. Because I think we all see what initially the Cristiano Ronaldo signing was about. It's a draw, it brings people in, it's merchandise to sell. They're looking at the pounds, they're thinking about that type of aspect of what it adds to Manchester United. Maybe short sightedly, or not looking at what it means for a manager, a, to, a coach to guide this personnel and what they're doing. So I think that's probably an opportunity maybe even it's happening now maybe this is the the moment maybe they're now going to get down to the table if you will and have a real firm understanding conversation how this is going to pan out the rest of because there's a lot of a season left I, I know he wants to leave and i know that he's not happy but are they gonna you know is the manager gonna in his role take the responsibility to communicate what's the required expectation and how he's gonna fit in and Make sure everybody's communicating and staying on the same page as far as what the expectations are. Because as you alluded to, it's gotta have its effect. We know it has its effect on the rest of the personnel and the rest of the team. And that's nobody wants to be in that position. So is it too late? Too little too late? I don't know. I would hope that if if he has a manager of the quality that he is supposedly is, then this is something he can sort out and put up together. That makes
0: sense. That makes sense. I yeah, hopefully it turns out well for everybody involved. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I agree. And and
1: Mike, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And I was I was going to say I kind of going back to what I was speaking of last episode. I mean, for me, if you have that person, you have that player to take on a role within the team. Knowing what you're going to get when it doesn't go as planned, or this, you are planning a plan B, plan C to figure out a way to involve them, and obviously they're off the script, they're on to plan D and beyond what it looks like for Ronaldo not to be a part. So again, a little bit of a miscommunication in a sense, probably along the lines of expectations of what Ronaldo was supposed to get out of this experience, especially with new under new management.
0: Yeah, there, there could be the problem right there. It's just, there is miscommunication on his role for the team on expectations. And it, it, that, that could be it right there. And, in his defense, it would be tough going from being the star of the league, the, the guy, right, mm-hmm. to subbing in occasionally and not getting the minutes that you're used to. So that, that is a tough transition, and, and maybe he's not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he feels he's still the guy and can put the ball in the back of the net. But thus far, even with limited minutes, taking that into account, he hasn't overly impressed me with his performances this season and how Man U performed last game, I'm I'm thinking to myself, hey, do they need this guy? Right? Obviously, he's talented. Obviously, he's selling tickets. But I was really, really impressed with Man U in their last match and how aggressive they were, the shots on target. And I don't think we've seen that for a while out of them, not to that degree. So that's kind of where I'm at with that.
1: And I think that's definitely a side worth listening to and and feeling out. And I think sometime. So it will be interesting. We know he's not a part of the plans for this upcoming match. We know you talked about it, him training on his own. You know, they're, they're, they're working towards a resolve. It will be interesting to see how quickly they get there. So everybody, I think probably for all parties involved, it's best that they at some point get to resolve. Maybe is it before the international break, world cup, or is it by coming back that time away, they'll have more time to sort those out. But I think you said I, I think I would I'd have to agree to this it's that they're getting it done without so then you wonder why the forced issue of making it work with them It's it's a it's that I think it should, could be an ongoing debate and I think some time will will tell.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think we're gonna have to wait and see how the situation plays out. Absolutely. Anything else we should add before we get to the predictions part?
1: No, I think, I mean, again, it's, it's going to have, you know, again, they have the Mac midday fixtures, so they played already once a week in league, and then here they are back on Saturday playing. So that's maybe the only thing. I think across the league, for, aside from a couple other results, most of the scoring was at a, was lower or less than maybe what we would normally see. So I don't know if that will continue into this Saturday, but that's kind of like also in the back of my mind as far as when I make my prediction, thinking there possibly will be – Less goals than in other times,
0: that's a good point. It's a quick turnaround for everyone absolutely uh, but as a viewer i I just I love it. The more we can get the better that's that's kind of my stance right you got it so i'll go ahead i'll I'll go first this week. I'll break the tradition of, of kind of forcing your hand, making oh. you go first okay i I'll, I'll step up to the plate. I'll take a shot here. So, my prediction, which I am writing down, right, is I'm going to go 0 1, and I'm going to give the nod because I was so impressed with their performance on Wednesday. I'm going to give the nod to Manu. I think Manu's going to take this home. I know it's an away game for Manu, I know there's drama around their star player and. and and this and that with Ronaldo, but I think they're going to come into this with some momentum. So I'm going to go 0-1 You give them a nod to Man U. I think they're going to take this one.
1: Okay. So I don't know if you had considered what I suggested with the low scoring. So just the one goal in the game, and and I can see. I, I, I always I'm going to always probably give Manchester United opportunity to score. They're gonna they're gonna put away at least one. In this one as well, I'm going to give them the fact that I think they will score one. But I do see Chelsea at home putting on a stellar performance, and I think we're looking at two from Chelsea. So I'm going to – I'm putting – write this down. The prediction for myself is that it's a Chelsea win 2-1 on Saturday.
0: 2-1
1: Chelsea.
0: Mm -hmm. I am making notes of that prediction and writing that down. 2-1 Chelsea. (laughs) From the in-house (laughs) expert. Yes. Well, all I know is this. We're going to have a great game ahead on Saturday at Chelsea. Two top teams of the Premier League that are just really hitting their stride. So I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to sit down and watch this match.
1: Same here. I think it's going to be par for the course in terms of entertainment and, and all that we could be excited about as far as a sporting competition and looking forward to it myself.
0: Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of the pitch pod. We can't wait to put out some new material for you next week. Uh, Please like subscribe and we'll see you next time. As always, keep pitching out there in a game, the round ball. Around posts, anything can happen.